Michael was sure that his silly prank was harmless. Tricking the hot straight stud from the park to go out with him on a date. What could go wrong? Sure, the hunk was muscular, masculine, and macho as hell. Asking a hulking stud to have a beer with him was innocent enough. But Michael didn't expect what came next when this ripped gym shark found out that he was on a date with a gay man who had the hots for him. Hey everyone, it's me, your humble host, Mark Montgomery. And welcome back to another episode, Steamy Stories, where romance turns bromosexual. Written by J.C. Calciano and narrated by me. Today, we go on a date with Michael, a serial single man who makes a wager of the heart with his buddy. A silly ruse turns into a date with a straight stud from the park. Michael suddenly realizes he may not be as clever as he initially thought. Is he quickly falling for this hunky straight Adonis? His head is yelling, danger, run. But his heart is saying, don't go. Stick around as we discover what happens next in this month's episode of Straight Seduction. The sun was high in the sky, casting gentle rays of warmth upon the serene park in the heart of the city. Birds sang, children laughed, and the aroma of freshly baked pastries wafted in from a nearby cafe. Amid this scene, beneath a canopy of tall, whispering trees, two young men sat on a well-worn picnic blanket, enjoying their daily ritual. Casey and Michael, two strikingly handsome young men, were the very picture of health. They were both blessed with a physique that was the result of countless hours spent working out. Casey and Michael weren't just patrons of the local gym. They were its dedicated employees. Michael's muscular frame and broad shoulders set him apart from the other guys at the gym. His dark hair a striking contrast to the rugged handsomeness of his square jawline. His smoldering bedroom eyes, framed by thick lashes, were a deep chocolate brown that promised mystery and allure. He possessed an effortless charm that could make anyone swoon with just a glance. The two friends' lunch breaks in the park had become a sacred routine for them. Between bites of grilled chicken salad and sips of protein shakes, they would chat, joke, and often vent about their day, training their local clients, and talk about the hot men who shared the facilities. Ugh, I can't believe I have to pull a double shift today, Casey grumbled, spearing a cherry tomato with his fork. Bob should hire more people. Working nights is the worst. Michael chuckled, taking a sip from his water bottle. That's what you get for being dependable. Bob knows he can always count on you to cover for others. Casey shot him a mock glare. Not all of us have the luxury of declining extra shifts. This boy has rent to pay, and night shifts pay extra. Michael nodded. 
There is no argument there. Well, Michael added, it's days only for this dude. I'll leave the night shift for you and Bob. I cherish my evenings too much. A little self-pampering, a good book, and an early night in bed. That's my mantra. The two laughed. The easy camaraderie between them was apparent. Their bond was not just based on their shared workplace or mutual love of fitness. Over the years, they had become best friends, always there for each other, covering shifts, sharing personal dilemmas, or just enjoying a quiet lunch in the park. Though, there was a perk for them. Like clockwork, a tall, athletically built man would emerge daily from the park's western entrance. His sun-kissed skin, sharp jawline, and casual attire were enough to turn many heads. But what truly captured Casey and Michael's attention was the playful golden retriever puppy that accompanied him. The man and his dog seemed inseparable, playing fetch, rolling in the grass, and often just sitting and enjoying the day. The two gym buddies often glanced his way, making casual conversation. Look how he plays catch with his dog. You could tell that he's an athlete. Casey would often comment. Michael usually replied with a light tease or silly pun. Well, he definitely knows his way around a stick. Their speculations about the man grew. They began constructing a story for him in their minds, a narrative that painted him as single and straight. It was a harmless assumption based on casual observations and lighthearted jests. One sunny afternoon, as they watched the man play tug-of-war with his puppy, Casey leaned into Michael with a mischievous glint in his eyes. Hey, Mike, I've got a challenge for you. Michael raised an eyebrow, intrigued. Casey smirked. You've been ogling him for weeks. It's obvious he's your type. I bet you can't get him to go out with you. Michael chuckled, taken aback by the audacity of the dare. Case, are you seriously trying to get me to hit on Mr. Golden Retriever? Besides, what makes you think he's into guys, even if he's single? Look at that dude. He screams, hot, straight, frat bro. Casey leaned back, enjoying the moment. Ah, you don't know what he's into. Come on, the challenge will be fun. Think of it as expanding your horizons. Michael hesitated. He wasn't one for games, especially when feelings were involved. I don't know, man. Seems a bit childish, don't you think? Casey rolled his eyes. Come on, just a friendly dare between buddies. If nothing else, you can make a new friend. Plus, we both know you're dying to play with that puppy. Michael took a deep breath, considering the dare. The challenge intrigued a part of him, but another part felt apprehensive. After a long pause, he sighed. Fine, I'll give it a shot. But remember, I'm doing this for the dog. Both men chuckled.
Michael gathered his courage and began walking towards the man. As he approached, the golden retriever's tail wagged furiously, almost as if it was aware of the impending introduction. Hey there, Michael began, his voice friendly and open as the playful puppy began jumping on him. I came to tell you how adorable you are with your dog. The dog hastily jumped up to greet Michael, eager to be pet and better acquainted. He laughed as he sunk his hands into the deep, lush hair on the dog's head. Your dog seems to have taken a liking to me. What's his name? The man looked up, his large, inviting blue eyes meeting Michael's. Seems like it. He's a good judge of character, he replied with a smile. His name is Sonny, and I'm Adam. The two chatted, discussing their love for the park, workout routines, and mutual appreciation for dogs. As their conversation flowed effortlessly, Michael began to appreciate Adam's charm and genuine sweet nature. Feeling confident, Michael decided to take the plunge. Hey, Adam, this might be a bit forward, but would you like to grab a beer tonight? There's a place downtown called McGinty's Tavern that I've wanted to try for a while, and drinking alone is no fun. Adam seemed pleasantly surprised. Sure, why not? It's been a while since I've been out. Caring for a puppy is like being a new dad with an infant. A night out sounds awesome. Sounds like a plan. As Michael returned to Casey, he couldn't help but wear a triumphant grin. Casey, in return, greeted him with a playful salute. The bet was on. The soft hum of conversation, punctuated by the clinking of glasses, filled the cozy downtown tavern. Its dim lighting, rustic wooden interiors, and occasional live music provided an ambiance perfect for an evening's meetup. Michael arrived early, securing a quiet corner table overlooking the main entrance. He glanced at his watch, feeling a mix of nervous anticipation and guilt. Although it had started as a dare, he found himself genuinely eager to spend time with Adam and get to know him. This was no longer about the bet with Casey. He genuinely wanted to get to know this dreamy hunk better. As the minutes ticked by, he wondered if Adam might have changed his mind, or perhaps changed his mind and decided that it was best to stay home and care for his puppy. Just as he was about to pull out his phone and inquire, what's up? The door swung open, and Adam walked in, slightly out of breath. His fitted dress shirt, clinging to his torso, hinted that a last-minute workout had been more intense than he had planned. The still damp shirt and hastily towel-dried hair gave him the look of a casual night out and fresh from the gym. It was endearing and so, so sexy. Michael had to suppress the urge to jump his bones in the middle of the bar. 
Adam spotted Michael in the dim nook of the pub and walked over, apologizing. Ah, sorry I'm late. I got carried away at the gym and lost track of time. Michael waved off the apology. It's all right, I totally get it. You made it and that's what matters. Noting Adam's swole and adrenaline-pumped appearance, he added, Looks like you had quite the workout. Adam laughed, a hearty, infectious sound. <laughs> yeah, it got a bit competitive with a friend. We tried to outdo each other on the treadmill. Then I might have showered too quickly in my haste to get here. They both laughed at the admission, setting the tone for a relaxed and genuine evening. As they settled into their seats, the server approached, and they placed their order for beers. A Sam Adams, they requested in perfect unison from the waiter, then smiling at the kismet. Throughout the night, their conversation flowed seamlessly, from general topics like movies and music to personal anecdotes about their families, childhoods, and dreams. Yet, beneath Michael's jovial exterior, Guilt weighed heavily on him. He found himself increasingly attracted to Adam's charm and candid nature. The initial intention behind their meeting, a playful dare to bed the sexy stud in the park, seemed wrong now. He grappled with the idea of coming clean about the bet. Still, he worried about ruining what was turning into a welcomed friendship. Finally, deciding against any form of seduction or deceit, Michael mentally committed to enjoying the evening for what it was. Two people connecting. Hours seemed to pass like minutes, and soon the bar thinned out as patrons trickled home. Sensing the night drawing to an end, Adam leaned in, his eyes warm and sincere. Hey, I've had a fantastic time tonight. Would you like to continue our chat at my place? I've got a six-pack of a Sam Adams in the fridge, and we can check on my dog. It's been quite a while since I've left him alone, and it's probably a good idea to ensure he hasn't eaten the couch. Michael's face lit up at the invitation as he blurted out without thinking. That sounds great. Knowing that he wanted to spend more time with this gorgeous stud and his adorable puppy. Adam's loft reflected his personality, a mix of chic modernity and nostalgic vintage charm. The loft was located in a revamped warehouse downtown that boasted soaring ceilings, expansive windows that framed the city's skyline and exposed brick walls. A large metal door, reminiscent of the building's industrial past, opened to an old-school elevator with a sliding gate. It had its quirks, like the occasional need to manually adjust the gate to ensure it aligned correctly. But to Adam, these idiosyncrasies were part of the loft's charm. Michael was visibly impressed as he stepped inside. 
Adam's golden retriever puppy yelping happily to see them both. This place is incredible, he remarked, eyes darting around, trying to take in every detail of his hunk's man cave. Adam chuckled. Thanks. I've been collecting bits and pieces for years. Everything has a story. As the evening wore on, they moved from exploring Adam's music collection to sharing stories behind the various items in the loft. All the while, the young golden retriever was the unofficial star of the evening, playfully demanding their attention with his antics. At one point, Adam brought out a set of old board games, and they indulged in a nostalgic game of Scrabble. Amidst the playful challenges and attempts to outdo each other with word scores, there were moments of unspoken connection. Sometimes it was a shared chuckle over a joke. These moments were punctuated by lingering glances, where their eyes would meet and hold, a silent acknowledgement of their growing bond. However, as the evening grew later, Michael felt a pang of guilt. The weight of the bet he'd made with Casey loomed over him, tainting the genuine connection he felt with Adam. He took a deep breath, knowing he couldn't keep it a secret any longer. Adam, Michael began hesitantly, the playful tone from earlier replaced by a more somber one. There's something I need to tell you. Adam looked up from pouring yet another glass of wine, his brow furrowing slightly, sensing the shift in mood. Uh-oh. What is it? Clearing his throat, Michael said, First, I need to tell you that I'm gay. He paused, searching Adam's face for any sign of discomfort. I hope that's not an issue for you. Adam seemed momentarily taken aback, but quickly responded with a soft smile. Michael, that's fine. Everyone should be who they are. Relieved by Adam's reaction, Michael sighed and continued. Thank you. That means a lot. He paused, debating if he should reveal the bet. But honesty had always been important to him. There's more, he confessed. You remember Casey, my friend from the gym? Adam nodded, a quizzical look on his face. Of course, the one from the park. Michael chuckled. (laughs) That's him. Well, we made this silly bet. He bet me that I couldn't win you over. You know, seduce you. It was juvenile, I know. I truly regret it, especially since getting to know you has been wonderful. Adam looked surprised, and then his expression turned contemplative. He took a sip from his glass, processing what Michael had just shared. After a few moments, he replied, It's quite ironic, actually. Michael raised an eyebrow, curious. How so? 
with a smirk, Adam leaned in and whispered, Because Casey made the same bet with me several weeks ago at the gym. Michael stopped petting Sonny and stared in shock. Hold it. A, you're gay, and B, you're trying to seduce me? Adam could see Michael's dumbfounded look as he smirked. <laughs> Looks like we are both victims of Casey's silly games, which it looks like turns out for the best. But yes, he dared me to go out with you. Michael needed clarity since the whole charade seemed uncanny. You know Casey from the gym. Michael wondered to himself as he said the words out loud. Adam knew it was partially a rhetorical question, but answered it anyway. Yes, I go at night. Sometimes Casey fills in for Bob as a trainer. Adam continued, sensing Michael's desire for the full story. Two weeks ago, Casey said he recognized me from the park. I asked him about his cute friend, who has lunch with him every day. He told me your name and challenged me with the bet that I couldn't get a date with you. When you showed up the next day and came by to say hello and invite me out for a beer, I thought it was an excellent opportunity to know you better and sort of take his bet. For a moment, Michael looked perplexed, then burst into laughter. Seriously? Casey really is a piece of work. Adam joined in the laughter. Seems he tricked both of us. Wow, that's both ridiculous and awesome. We're both guilty of playing the same ridiculous game, Michael replied, adding, Oh my God, we have to get back at him for what he's done to us. Adam whispered, I think the best revenge for Michael is for us to have amazing sex with each other tonight. He wasted no time in slipping his shirt off, revealing his hot gym body and a smattering of chest hair. He slowly and seductively leaned forward, so his body pressed gently against Michael, his hand now resting high on the inside of his thigh. Michael tore off his t-shirt as his heart raced and the front of his jeans tightened as he wholeheartedly agreed. Yes, great idea. That'll teach him a lesson. Who hasn't fallen for a sexy straight stud once or twice? Okay, maybe four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. What can I say? I have a type. I hope you enjoyed today's story and will join me next time when I share a mostly true story about a sexy college baseball player who is known in the dorm room for more than his fastball. I wouldn't miss it if I were you. Till next time, when I tell you another steamy story. Later, bro.